Welcome back to the podcast where we are going to finish up our series on 1 Thessalonians today. Uh, This is a special uh, broadcast in that this is just for the podcast and not for the radio. We had some audio issues that hopefully we've worked out, and so I'm needing to re-record some of these. Uh, But I'm hopeful that as you listen to this podcast, God will speak to you through me right now. So let's pray first. Lord, thank you for this time that we can share together. Thank you for your great love for us. And I just pray for everyone who's listening to this podcast that you would bless them and give them the message you want them to hear today. Lord, I pray as always there would be more of you and less of me. Through Christ I come. Amen. In the chaos, it's good to have direction and a charge to keep. That's sort of been the overarching theme of this series from 1 Thessalonians. Uh, We're trying to figure out how we can make it through the chaos of our current situation. Now, when I talk about a charge to keep, that's just an old-fashioned way of saying we have a job to do from a higher authority. We are charged with a mission to accomplish in a certain way. I love the Bible because it is so often practical and specific, especially in regards to our charge to keep. Your sermon in a sentence is this, in the chaos, charge ahead with Christ's calling and commands. Again, if you just want to jot this down, this is your whole sermon in a sentence. In the chaos, charge ahead with Christ's calling and commands. Now, this is the last section from this powerful little book known as 1 Thessalonians. We've covered a lot of ground in this book, and my hope is we've gotten a few tips on how we can navigate our own chaos just like the Thessalonian church did. But now Paul, the inspired writer of this book, is drawing it to a close and gives us parting words of charge and wisdom. There is a word in here for everyone. Take these as little biblical bumper stickers you can stick on your soul and help remind us how we can get through the chaos. The word heard, uh, which is a little uh, tool I use in the congregation, uh, has a list of all these biblical bumper stickers. If you want to reach out to me, uh, I can get you a copy of that. Or uh, you can just jot them down as we move through the sermon. Now we're going to move just a couple of verses at a time, beginning again in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, starting in verse 12. And we're going to read verses 12 and 13 to begin with. It would be really great if as you're listening to this podcast, you can pull out your Bible. But you know what? If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. You can just listen to the text. But then I want to encourage you to reach out to me at Smithville Mennonite Church. Uh, If you don't have a Bible, you can read and understand. We want to make sure that you get one. All right, let's begin. Uh, Verses 12 and 13 of chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians. Now we ask you, brothers, to respect those who work hard among you, 
who are over you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. In verses 12 and 13, if I'd want you to catch one thing, it would be hold up your preachers. Hold up your preachers. And then your challenge question, how are you holding them? Now, when I say hold up your preachers, I don't mean mug them or rob them. No, instead of mug them, I mean hug them with your prayers. This isn't the easiest text for me as it seems a little bit self-serving. Verse 12 says to respect your leaders, those who work hard among you. This is to point to the point that respect must be earned. My prayer is that I can earn your respect with the work that I do. It is a noble goal for any who work for the glory of the Lord, including uh, you folks. I, I'm, I'm hoping I can serve you as your podcast preacher, and I hope you can respect me for that. But then there is part two, the part those who are over you in the Lord. Let me be clear as to how I interpret this in light of Jesus's own words that are in Matthew 23, 8. You don't need to go there. Just listen to these words of Jesus from Matthew 23, 8. Don't let anyone call you rabbi or teacher, for you have only one teacher, and all of you are equal as brothers and sisters. We are all brothers and sisters, but some are held more responsible. You need to know that I understand this and I shudder, that I will be held responsible for you since God put me here, and not only in the congregation at Smithville Mennonite, but in this podcast. This is the essence of true Christ-like leadership or headship. It's being lovingly responsible for those God has given you wherever they may be. And yes, that means to admonish or tell the truth in love, even when it hurts. Verse 13, I love, hold them in the highest regard. If you love me, hold me up in your prayers. This is an expression of loving regard anyone can do. And it is the undergirding of all godly authority. If you want to jot down your biblical bumper sticker, pray for preachers. That's it. Pray for preachers. And then there is one of the greatest gifts you can give your pastor. And it's right at the very end. Live in peace together. You know, conflicts among uh, church members are some of the most draining things I as a pastor have to deal with. Peace is beautiful and it really shouldn't be too much to ask that we would live in peace together. Now we're going to continue with verses 14 and 15. And we urge you, brothers, warn those who are idle, encourage the timid, help the weak, be patient with everyone, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always tries to be kind to each other and to everyone else. Verses 14 and 15, what I'd have you to catch is these are more Proverbs from Paul. These are just more Proverbs from Paul, little pieces of wisdom 
that we need to take care of. And there's going to be a bunch of biblical bumper stickers I'm going to have you jot down. And then your challenge question is, is there one thing you can work at this week? In other words, from all these proverbs, all these biblical bumper stickers I'm going to hit you with, is there one that you can grab a hold of and work on this week? Now, here are key examples of admonishment. That is telling the truth for the good of all. Verse 14, warn who? Do you remember? The idle. Those who are healthy and do nothing and expect to live off of others need to be warned that this is destructive to community. As I read recently somewhere, God feeds the birds, but he doesn't throw the food in their nests. This is where we need to warn the idle. And then it says, encourage who? Encourage the timid. Don't be afraid. Come out of your shell. God wants you out of your comfort zone and into the unknown on adventure with him on a regular basis. So don't be timid. Remember your two biblical bumper stickers from this section, warn the idle, encourage the timid. Then we read, help the weak. This is a solid charge. Everyone that has strength, everyone has strengths and weaknesses in the church. I believe we find a corresponding strength for every weakness. This is the beauty of the church. I'm no good personally at fixing mechanical things. You don't want me to come and work on your car or fix your house, but I know a lot of people who can. Perhaps I can help them in an area of their weakness, those people that know how to fix things. Either way, we are to help the weak. And then be patient with everyone along the way. We need patience, so we should all be ready to give it. Again, your two biblical bumper stickers from this section, help the weak, and everyone needs patience. Now, verse 15, no revenge. Now, this is totally countercultural to the day we live. What we're saying here is no paybacks. In fact, the call is to be kind to everyone. Oh, friends, this is pure Jesus. Turn the other cheek. Go the extra mile. It's so hard to do. But let me tell you, nothing identifies us quite as vividly as followers of Jesus than to not take revenge. Your biblical bumper sticker for this section, kindness, not revenge. Kindness, not revenge. So at this point, which of those pinged with you? In other words, which one do you think the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, you need to work on those or you need to work on just this one. Warn the idle, encourage the timid, help the weak, Everyone needs patience, kindness, not revenge. Oh, friend, I hope you can pick one of those to work on in the coming week. Let's jump into uh, 
a couple more verses. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What I hope you catch from verses 16 through 18 are three things. Always, and these are always, so jot this down. Always be joyful, prayerful, and thankful. Always be joyful, prayerful, and thankful. And then which of these do you need help to always do? Joy is a beautiful thing. Joy is not happiness. Happiness is based on what happens to you. Joy is different. You can't always be happy. Bad stuff happens and you get sad. But joy is underneath the emotions. It is the root of a person's character. Or I should say it's at the root of a person's character. Joy is the conscious choice to depend on the Holy Spirit to give us hope in spite of our circumstance. Your biblical bumper sticker, be joyful always. Well, how do we do this? The text points to the direction we need to go. To have joy, pray continually. The other day, I did a funeral uh, on Facebook Live, and I got feedback that the mic stayed on after the service was over. Uh, people could still hear me even after I thought I was done. Now, thankfully, uh, the folks who told me said, well, you didn't say anything too bad. At least I hope not. Uh, this is how it is with prayer. You know, it's a little overwhelming to think about pray continually. But what if you think about it like that? That the microphone to God is always on. Remember that and you'll have no problem praying continuously. Just be aware that he is there. Your biblical bumper sticker, pray continually. And for those who really wanted a Thanksgiving message, this, this was actually preached uh, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Here it is in verse 18. Please note one of the key words. The text says, give thanks when? Give thanks in. This is a powerful principle. It does not say give thanks for all things, but give thanks in all things. God doesn't expect you to give thanks for cancer, for conflict, for separation, but he does expect us to give thanks in those things. What does that look like? You can and should thank God for his presence in the hospital or even in the operating room. You should give thanks to God in the middle of violence or isolation. We can thank him for those who are around us that he put us that he put with us in the mess. Again, even if it's a violent uh, situation. We can thank God that there are others around us and perhaps others even praying for us. We can even thank him in our distress that it is 
only temporary. Again, this is how we thank God in, not necessarily for, the troubles that we have. How can you thank him in your situation this week? Now your biblical bumper sticker, give thanks in. And now friends, we're going to get a little bit spiritual with the next few verses. Verses 19 through 22. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. What I hope you catch from those verses 19 through 22. This is how to sort out the good and evil. This is how to sort out the good and the evil. And then your challenge question, how are you at discernment? How are you at discernment? I'm going to unpack that word real quick. Discernment is one of the most important things we do as people of faith. We don't wander aimlessly, question ourselves endlessly, or make choices mindlessly. Verse 21 is huge. It says, test everything. Testing is discerning. It's facing a situation with God and others and saying, let's pray about this together. How does that work? Friend, when you discern something, you listen for the Spirit's still small voice. And we hear that in our souls. We discern by listening to the voices of our brothers and sisters in the Lord. And then we discern by listening to the voice of Scripture itself. This enables us to hold to the good and avoid the evil. Your biblical bumper sticker Test everything together. Test everything together. And now it's time to say goodbye as this book finishes up with a few more blessings in the final verses we have, verses 23 through 28. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Brothers, pray for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. What I hope you catch from verses 23 through 28 is that goodbye blessings are given. Goodbye blessings are given. And then uh, on a more global uh, view, what is one thing you've gotten from uh, the letter of 1 Thessalonians, that is this whole series, that will help you better face the chaos we are in. What's one thing you've gotten from this letter or this series from 1 Thessalonians that will help you face 
better the chaos we are in. Verses 23 and 24. uh, Call God to sanctify or set us apart. If you recall from a past message, we are to be different. We are to look and sound and act and even think like Jesus. And when we do, it will set us apart. So your biblical bumper sticker for that little section is be different. In that process, We will need prayer, just as verse 25 says, when you feel the nudge to pray for someone, I hope you do it. It's great to have lists to pray over, but don't be chained to those lists. Don't treat those lists like a box to check. Let the Spirit lead when you feel uh, led to pray. When someone comes to mind, someone especially from your church family, pray for them. So your biblical bumper sticker is, Pray for all. Then there's verse 26. Possibly the most uh, COVID unfriendly charge of all. You know, in our super sexualized culture uh, that has distorted the deep affection a kiss conveys, uh, it really is sad that we only think of kisses as romantic or sexual because that's not what a kiss is you know in the netherlands where i lived a kiss on the cheek was often exchanged among friends and always among family you know then i got to spend some time in italy and i actually went to a worship service there and you know at the beginning of the service there were three kisses Uh, one on each cheek and then a bonus one. Literally everyone at the church service went around and greeted everyone just like that. Among the Amish and the Apostolic Church, the holy kiss is still practiced. And even Mennonites from a generation or two ago held to this biblical practice. The New Testament refers to a holy kiss in Romans 16, 16, 1 Corinthians 16, 20, 2 Corinthians 13, 12, and of course, in today's text, 1 Thessalonians 5, 26. Given the biblical support and the global practice, we should certainly not demean this, even though for our time it has been discarded. Perhaps it will return again someday. This is something we should discern. And I just want to say uh, one word, especially to parents. The holy kiss is something you can share with your children. I've got three boys, and since they were little, I would give them a kiss before bed. This, too, is a holy kiss. Perhaps you need to share that with your children. Verse 27 is our title verse. And thus my charge is done in faithfully reading this to you. This entire letter was really a pleasure to read. Now your charge in the chaos of our own time and place is to apply what we've heard. And when we do, the grace of Jesus will most certainly be with us. Even today, let us pray.
Oh Lord, I thank you so much that we could have this time in the book of First Thessalonians. For those who are really feeling the chaos of our day, I pray that your word would be a comfort to them. I pray that as we've heard these messages, and even these messages today that had so much, or I should say this message today, that had so much to inform us and to admonish us, speaking the truth in love to us, helping us figure out how we can navigate the chaos. I pray that those who are listening would have found maybe one or two things they can work on. Lord, I pray that you would bless each one who has heard this message and you would give us the courage to keep the charge you've given us. I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, friend, if uh, this podcast is an encouragement, I would encourage you to reach out uh, to me through our website, smc585.org. Of course, you can always just Google Smithville Mennonite Church and it'll pull up our website. You can email us or you should always feel free to give us a call at the office at 330-669-3601. Well, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen.